0: And we're back. We are back. Again. So back. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This doesn't look good. How many windows do you have open? Okay, shut up. I have plenty. Alright, so... Yeah, welcome back. Again. It's us, the movie gurus. It's been a minute. It really has, but we're back for season three... I bet you guys are excited. Can't yeah. wait to see the new content.
1: I'm very excited. This will be fun.
0: Yep. All right, let's dive into it. What are we going to talk about today? Well,
1: this has been quite an interesting movie year, I would say, in a movie year of Barbies and bombs. Um, we've got kind of a, a secret movie, a uh, secret success, I might say, a little movie called Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. We're going to be talking about that one today
0: yeah not exactly a secret success possibly the biggest movie uh one of the biggest movies of the year it was the biggest movie of the year when it came out and then barbie came out yep and then oppenheimer came out
1: barbie did kind of ruin its chances at being the biggest movie of the year didn't it
0: yep well nothing we can do about that stay tuned for the episode on barbie if we make one hopefully we will yeah hopefully we will yep wasn't last year I said that Barbie was one of the number one movies I was excited for in the coming I think, year? I think so. Man. Have you seen it? I have not. You have not. You have to see that one. That's a that's a good one. Okay, <laughs> moving on. So let's talk about Into the Spider-Verse. No, Across, Across the, the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Yeah. Into the Spider-Verse that Part the 2. One. Yep. Well, wasn't it Part 2, Part 1? Part 1 of the Part 2.
1: So it was originally listed as Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, but right. then... Uh, They changed that up a bit. The the third one is actually going to be called Beyond the Spider Verse. They wanted it. uh, They didn't want to make it seem like it's two parts, even though
0: even though the it is story is not resolved at all. No. All right. So instead of going through the movie, y'all have probably seen it if you're watching this. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about um, what makes this movie good. What makes it unique? What do you like about it?
1: Well, it's a lot like the first. Spider-Man uh into the Spider-Verse because it just completely changes its animation from like all other movie animation uh that is out right now. It like the first one completely changed how animation was made. Everybody changed everything uh their styles and a- across the Spider-Verse changes its styles in the movie. It has mul- it has a different style for every different like multiverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's inc- extremely impressive. Uh, I think that it adds to the story. I think it that it helps with the dramatic points, the comedic points even. And I think it's just a really great idea on the, the filmmaker's part.
0: Yeah, I, I can't help but agree. The animation style was very unique. At some points, I felt it was kind of like psychedelic. Like you can never tell because one time you're looking... what. At one time, you're looking at something, and the next minute, you don't even know if you're looking at the same thing. It's hard to tell when there's a change in scene. Usually, there isn't, though, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought the animation style was really cool, how it switched from 2D to 3D. Maybe it was all in 3D. I'm not sure. I had mm-hmm. I had trouble following that. And what was also interesting was with the last Spider-Verse mu- movie, the music was such a big hit. The soundtrack like, one of the songs from the soundtrack, I think, is probably the fifth most streamed Spotify song. You can look wow. that up. Maybe I'm wrong. But a lot of the music from that movie did really well, so they really had to come together with a cohesive soundtrack for this movie, and they definitely delivered. It was it solid.
1: Did. It was a good soundtrack. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yep, you can go listen to that on Spotify after you finish this episode. Okay, don't pause it. Yeah, don't.
1: don't stop us.
0: So, anyway... Into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, was pretty great. But how great was it? Let's quantify this. Let's put it on a scale. So, let's rate this out of six stars. Yep. All right,
1: that's tough. I really love this movie. We do, we do halves, right? We do halves. We do halves. I'd say it's a five and a half. It's not five quite perfect. I, uh, I don't think it's. I think I prefer the first one, uh, but. It, I would say it's very close to being a six. It is my favorite movie, movie of the year so far, even okay. with Barbie and Oppenheimer. Uh, but it's it's a really great movie. I have rewatched it, I think, three or four times now already, mm. twice in theaters. And it's just been a whole new experience every time.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I'm not going to lie, I'm tempted to give this a zero. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a four. And let me explain. The movie was very good. Mm -hmm. I was really loving this story. The character (laughs) development was decent. Um, But it was a part one. It was a part one. The end of the movie was not resolved. It was halfway finished. They literally made half a movie. And that was two hours long. They're making me pay twice as much to actually find out what happens. If every movie was a part, like, if every movie ended, you should watch the sequel to see how this resolves. I would literally never watch a movie again. Yeah, I've got to watch those ones too. Anyway, I would never watch a movie again if that was how, you know, they worked. Yeah.
1: I remember seeing the uh the movie with you for the first time. I remember loving the ending, and then we were in the same theater but separate seats. So I walked over and you were so mad at the ending, <laughs> you were fuming. It was it was very entertaining.
0: They scammed me. Although that was a really interesting theater experience because we all got tickets, and at the theater we go to, it used to not be like this, but now if you get a ticket, you have to pick out what seat you're going to sit at. And so I would usually just pick a random seat and then go with it because usually our theater, I'm just the only one there. There's not that many people that go. But I walk into the Spider-Verse, and the theater is packed out to the gills. Yep. So then, anyway, I go up and sit with Parker and our friends Ashley and Ryan and Van. Ashley and Ryan and Parker had actually picked out the seats they wanted to sit in. But van and i had just picked random seats because i had never heard us before anyway we were just sitting and some people walked up to us and said hey we have these seats and we were like okay and they were like get out go to another seat so then we go to another but kind of adjacent seat more people come up they're a little more polite about it they're like excuse me i think we were sitting here i'm like okay fine we'll move so then we move to another spot happens two more times we get kicked out of our seat the theater is packed so then we go and sit in the uh, expensive seats in the front that no one was willing to pay for apparently and i think they're
1: not willing to pay for them because they're just bad to look up look right up
0: at least i don't have to look over someone's head that's true not that i usually had that problem anyway a lot of people showed up i think there were, was there a standing ovation when it ended I don't
1: know if there was a standing ovation, but people were definitely clapping. There were def- a lot of cheers uh, in different parts of the movie. I know I was cheering at, uh, I was at Andrew cheering. Garfield, my I was, boy.
0: I was watching the movie. I loved, I loved so many of those scenes. Although, classic cameo that maybe some of you guys missed. Scarlet Spider in that movie, played by Andy Samberg. Great actor. He stars in a show called Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Hint, hint. Parker, you should watch it. Um, he was pretty great in that movie. He was a very good Spider-Man. All right, yeah. Another cameo y'all might have missed is uh, Donald Glover. Ooh, one of my favorites. I love that man. Yeah. So anyway, let's talk about animated movies in general because mm-hmm. into the Spider Verse, it's not even significant if you don't know like the history of animated movies. So this is what I know. It may not be complete, but the animated movies kind of started out in the late eighteen hundreds to the early nineteen hundreds. People were kind of figuring it out. They were drawing things. They were making little flip books. And then when TV got started, you know, Disney kind of monopolized the cartoon space. It was only in the 1950s when people moved from classic, like, two-minute cartoons to actual shows that had recurring characters and things. That was a big step forward. In the 40s, Snow White was probably the first major animated movie. Huge success. Established a genre. But the thing about animated movies is they're not they're not for everyone some people don't like them that's true i think a lot of people just think they're kind of childish
1: would you wouldn't you say that's mainly because a lot of cartoons are uh posed towards children but i Mm -hmm. think a lot of different animated movies are can be for any different kind of adult
0: well, I was actually discussing this with our friend Aoife earlier. He was telling me that he didn't like animated movies because he uh, he thought they were childish. And he asked me to name one animated movie that was not made for children. Mm. Do you have one? Because I didn't. Would
1: you say that Across the Spider-Verse is made for children?
0: Yes, I think it was. Okay. I think that they very clearly, if they wanted to, could have like made it for adults. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't think they should have. Yeah, I don't know if I've personally seen
1: really any any animated movies that are uh, geared towards specifically adults. I know that there are a lot of uh, like Batman or like Joker animated movies that are pretty bad for for children, but I cannot say I've seen those. So,
0: yeah, I mean there definitely has been a trope recently with like adult cartoons, but I don't know if that's successful enough that they would actually make a movie out of that trope i also think that's kind of messed up because you know spider-man is spider-man is for children spider-man was created for children spider-man is for kids and i don't think that that should be you know taken away from mm-hmm. because you know if there is a kid who's told he can't watch the spider-man movie he's still gonna want to watch it so you know that's just how i feel mm-hmm. so let's talk about some different styles of animation that uh there
1: are so well uh just to name a couple just from like this movie even there uh in the very beginning it starts off uh with Gwen Stacy's world and it's basically like watercolors and I love that part of the movie I love that kind of uh animation because like it is it is so different from any other type of animation that I've seen uh like it's not a very realistic looking uh animation but it is it can tell so much about the emotions of the characters about mm. the emotion of the scene and i loved that type of animation personally
0: interesting yeah so um you have your basic types of animation you have you have basically flat 2D cartoons so that's basically kind of where it started and you have variations of that like you have anime is pretty popular now mm-hmm. um and then you have 3d styles of animation first 3d animation was uh back in the 1970s when they were trying to make special effects for star wars they came up with this computer called a pixar computer which basically can uh run animations that are 3d disney bought it off of lucasfilm who created it and they started making a bunch of pixar time movies now that's a more common theme And then you also have like super realistic animations that usually animated shows don't try and go for that angle, but sometimes video games do, and you have animators that are hired onto those companies.
1: Yeah, I've definitely noticed a lot of the later video games have looked way more realistic than they probably should.
0: Yeah, that's true. It is a little bit creepy. Yep. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so let's talk about the animate, the animated movies that we like. So yes. we're just going to pick our top three. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can decide whose is better. Post it in the comments. Parker, you go first.
1: All right, I'm going to start off with my three. For my three, I'm going to say, well, Toy Story 3. It is uh, my favorite Toy Story movie. I uh, grew up with those movies. I absolutely love them. I think that Toy Story 3 is the funniest and the saddest of all of them. I think that it pulls at every viewer's heartstrings. I think that it can make anyone feel um just nostalgic, even if you haven't even you didn't even see the movie as a kid. You can just feel the way that you felt like when you were giving up your toys as a kid, when you were growing up and uh getting rid of the things that you used to love so so dearly. And I think that the ending is so incredible! I think that the ending where Andy gives his toys to uh, to Bonnie is, yeah, it's just a really great ending. And I think it was kind of ruined by Toy mm-hmm. Story Four. That's just me, pers- my own, uh, my own personal thoughts.
0: That was one of your three movies.
1: Yep. How Do you, about you? Do you wanna? I'm not go going your... one one one
0: oh. one two one two. Oh one, three. okay, I'm
1: just saying all of them right now. All right, my number two is How to Train Your Dragon. Mm. This movie I grew up with. I, I've i seen this movie probably more than almost any other movie. I would have it on repeat in my house. And I never actually realized how great of a movie uh, for, like, adults it can be until recently when I uh, rewatched it. It is such a well-made movie. They brought in... Um, I know that they brought in, like, cinema, cinematographers that for movies that like for actual live action movies to help with specific shots I know that my personal favorite cinematographer Roger Deakins worked on it and it shows it is a very it knows what it's doing um, Mm. in the animation world I think that the score is one of the best in any movie ever and I think that the story is just a really really well thought out uh, kind of story as well so my number one is also into the spider verse not across but into i think that this is probably the greatest comic book movie of all time i think i am i rewatch it probably every year i and i i don't know i've grown so connected to every one of the characters that that's just honestly what made me love across the spider verse even more as well but i think that even just as, as a standalone movie it is. It could be perfect, in my opinion. I right. Think, I think that it changed. It completely changed the game uh, when when regarding animation, and yeah, it's just a really, really great
0: movie. All right. So, you know, we say the best for last. Let me talk about my three animated movies. I haven't watched as many movies as Parker. Let me just put that out there. So instead of talking about what I think are objectively the best movies, even though they probably are, I'm talking about the ones that most strongly affected my childhood. So first, um, let's talk about the Lego Movie. So that's a classic animated movie, groundbreaking animation styles. I, as a kid, actually thought they built the sets out of Lego. Hmm. Turns out they didn't. It was actually a computer, and that blew my mind. It was such a good movie, especially because they, you know what, I'm not gonna say why, but they had a really good, really good, uh, really good thing that they incorporated into that movie, and it was mm-hmm. solid, and it all came together. Mm-hmm. My second favorite movie has got to be the Angry Birds movie. Also hugely formulative for my childhood. I grew up playing Angry Birds. All these kids who are growing up playing Fortnite are going to turn into machine gun loving extremists. I'm calling it now. Worst I would ever do is launch myself at someone with a slingshot. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a classic. It has a kind of dry humor that's really pervasive in our culture. I think the animation style was also interesting, although it's debatable whether they should have given them arms and legs and then lastly my favorite animated movie of all time the one that most shaped my childhood was that one pixar short where the lady eats her kid who's a dumpling so maybe you guys haven't seen this it's not super famous so i'm going to kind of explain there was this lady and she was making food for dinner and she had all this dough and she decided to form it into a little child i don't know why she wanted to eat a child but that is just That's just, uh, that's what she wanted to do. But anyway, then it came to life, and she was filled with love for it, and she took care of it, and she nurtured it, and it grew up. It was never very tall, because it was made out of dough. But, you know, it went uh, off to school. It made friends. It had feelings. And then, all of a sudden, it started to rebel, and it pushed back against the parent, like most kids naturally do, eventually. And the mom couldn't stand it anymore. And then, all of a sudden, the kid introduced, uh, the little dough boy introduced... Um, to his mom, his fiance, and the mom couldn't stand it anymore. She couldn't handle having her kid leave him. So at the end of the short, she picks him up and she eats him. And that was hugely scarring for me. Definitely (laughs) affected my childhood. Um, made me definitely fear my parents some. Mm. I, I don't know if I would say it's the best, but it definitely shaped who I am today. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's quite the list. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to post a poll in the comments. You guys have to vote whose top three are better. Mm -hmm. Um, Hint, hint. Uh, So, anyway, this is the close of our episode. Parker, do you have any final thoughts? Um, I just want to say,
1: animation movies are are pretty great. Don't don't always think that they're just for kids. They can be for anybody.
0: They really can. And so can Movie Guru. So, Mm -hmm. if this episode gets to... What do, you, what do you want to say? 25 plays. If this episode gets to 25 plays, we're coming out with an episode about musicals. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have guest stars uh, oh, yeah. that you've seen from the past. We're not going to mm-hmm. spoil who they are, mm-hmm. but w- the episode itself will be a musical. So <laughs> get excited for that. Parker, you're going to have to learn how to sing. Oh, boy. Anyway, see you next time.